0: episode 10 of Unbashful. Here we are. I'm excited for another week, another opportunity for me to sit in front of this mic and in front of this camera and discuss the things that I love. And we are going to do that once again today. And this is the 10th episode of Unbashful. I can't believe I'm already 10 episodes in. Time is just flying by and I'm, I'm continuing to just try and grow and get better in this, you know, in this podcasting space um, and for all for all of you who that or sorry for all of you who have reached out to me and shared your feedback you know whether it's you know positive or negative either way I want to thank you because I always try and take it and you know extrapolate ways I can become better at doing what I'm doing right now so I'm really really excited for episode ten episode ten is all going to be about the I'm going to be talking about the launch of Call of Duty Vanguard the game's been out for I think about seven or eight days so basically a week. And I've played it pretty extensively at this point. I'm going to kind of share my thoughts, my concerns, and kind of give you my, my overall thoughts and tell you, you know, if the game is good, if the game's dog shit. And yeah, and by the end of the podcast, I'm going to be able to to tell you if I think you should buy this game right now. If you haven't already bought the game, even if you have bought the game, should you return it or should you even buy it? I mean, if you've already bought the game, you probably have your own sort of thoughts and concerns. But if you haven't bought the game, I'm going to tell you my personal opinion if I feel like you should purchase it or not. So with that out of the way, let's dive right into it. And we're going to start off with the positives. Now, I'm not going to lie. The positives are pretty short. Uh, I have a list here of like, you know, the negatives, the, and I, the inexcusables and things that need to change immediately. But we're going to start off with the positives. And first things first is the gunplay. Now, the gunplay is essentially the same sort of gunplay as Modern Warfare's because obviously it runs on the same engine. And for me, I have no problem with that. Modern Warfare, for me, was a very disappointing Call of Duty game. It's actually probably one of my, if not my least favorite game as a whole. But the, the, the one redeeming quality from that game was the gunplay and was the sort of new engine that that game sort of created, that Cold War built upon of and now. Vanguard uh, sort of, you know, re- reintroducing that sort of gunplay mechanics with the tactical sprint and stuff like that. I-, I love the gunplay. I think it took what Modern Warfare did, and Modern Warfare was a very slow game. I think people can all agree with that, and it's one of the reasons why that game was so difficult to play if you were somebody who liked to, you know, move essentially and rush around the map because the game didn't promote that style of play promoted camping and promoted mounting and the game is very slow but what this game vanguard does really really well is the gunplay is sped up by a lot you move exceptionally faster in this game especially if you run the lightweight perk so the gunplay is great it's smooth it's fluid it's got that call of duty feel that you know if anybody has played this or stuck around with this franchise you're very. This is this is what makes the game. This is what makes Call of Duty. Call of Duty is the gunplay, the fluidity, and so on. So that's the first positive out the way. Uh, next, we got the combat pacing. This is Vanguard's new sort of matchmaking system. As skill-based matchmaking still exists, but I will say with combat pacing, it kind of makes it kind of inconsistent. It's not as bad as Cold War was with the skill-based matchmaking. At least for my experience, because what combat pacing is, and, and what Vanguard's sort of take on this new matchmaking system is essentially you have three different uh filters of matchmaking that you can play with when you play Vanguard. You could either play tactical, which is your normal 6v6 that everybody is you know accustomed to and everybody's been playing for years, then you have assault, which is I think 8v8, and then you have blitz, which is like 14 for or 13 versus 13. Uh, for the for the majority, I've been playing blitz just because I've been going for a lot of camos and stuff like that. and I just the more players there are, the more opportunities to get more kills and you know so on. It's pretty simple understanding. Um, and what that what that does, having these different levels of, you know ways to play in terms of the amount of people you're playing with in, in a given match. It will promote different playing styles, which I think is great because it sort of makes the game diverse in terms of how you want to play. Like if you're playing 6v6, it's probably gonna be a little bit slower, uh, and a little more tactical, hence the name of, you know, the tactical combat pacing. And you play if you play assault, it's sort of like that that middle ground between blitz, where it's just complete chaos and and uh, tactical so you, you sort of get like the best of both worlds out of uh, out of those two and for me blitz when i say chaos i mean that in a good way i just i, I love the frantic the intensity just the all out you know madness going on in the masters there's just there's always something going on you can always find people i find myself when i'm playing uh tactical for example six v six. there will be times and I'll, I'll end a game with only like 11 kills because i've only ever seen like Maybe six people, uh, you know, on the other team, the the entire match, because people just camp in uh, in tactical. Because a lot of these maps are very very big, and if you are playing on that tactical combat pacing, it's very very difficult to sometimes, you know, get in in, in many gunfights because people are just not moving as much. So overall, I'm a very big fan of combat pacing, and I hope it definitely returns to the future because it, in a in a way, it sort of tones down. Skill-based matchmaking, it most definitely still exists. By no means am I saying there's no SBMM. But what it does is it, it, it stretches it very thin because now there's so many different ways you can play instead of just one matchmaking system being 6v6 like we normally see in other Call of Duties. Now you have, like I said, 13 vs 13 8v8, and 6v6. And the really good thing about this combat pacing is that it there's no... Like, let's say you play on Blitz, right? You are going to play on the exact same maps that you would have played on had you played Tactical 6v6, which is, in my opinion, great because we saw in Modern Warfare, you could play Ground War and play with, like, you know, whatever, 30 players in the match, but you could only play on, essentially, parts of Verdansk, the Warzone map. You couldn't you couldn't just play on, like, a normal multiplayer map, like Azir's Cave or something like that. For this game... Every single map you can play on. You can play on DOS House, bliss uh, uh sixty six. You could play on um what's another really small map in that game. Uh, you could play on, uh, decoy, or is that is that what it's called? I think it's called decoy. It's sort of like the the nuke town kind of map. Uh, you could play on that map. You can play on. Uh, what's another? What's so another? You could play on Oasis. You could play that for thirteen versus thirteen. So. Every single map is in the rotation for all three of these combat pacings, which I think is great because if you're somebody like me who's trying to complete challenges, playing like Blitz on DOS House is just going to make that process you know, exponentially faster for you. And with the addition of um, shipment coming in a couple of weeks, we're also going to get Blitz on that, and that's going to be even better. So overall, combat pacing is a thumbs up in my book, and I hope it continues and hope it is here to stay in the future Call of Duties. Uh, The last uh, thing on my positives list here is going to be content. Now, this is a big one. Uh, I've already discussed this on my other uh, episodes of the podcast here. Maps. Overall, there's a couple maps I don't like, but for the majority of the maps, I do enjoy them. I, 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 I think they're... They're pretty decent maps. There's no extreme standouts uh, right now. Maybe as I play more, you know, I'll I'll develop more of a a love for for specific maps. Overall, I think the maps are pretty good. I'd probably say they're like B-tier maps. They're very consistent across the board for the most part. There's no map that there's only Piccadilly, for example, from Modern Warfare, at least in my opinion. So I think overall, the maps are pretty good. And there's a lot of them, which is also another thing. It adds a lot of variety and you're not, you know, you're not playing, uh, you don't play through every single map in like a one hour play session, which is fantastic. Because when I when the, when the game launched and I was playing it, you know, there was like two hours that went by and I still hadn't even played through, you know, all the maps. So that is a fantastic feeling to know that that is going to add a lot of replayability value for the game's life cycle. Uh, because we all know that Call of Duty has this, essentially a six-month life cycle. The game is out for a full year before the new title comes out. But we all know that like by month six, seven, people just kind of check out. Sometimes even earlier. Uh, so next, next, you know, in, in the conversation of content, we have operator skins, which I'm very excited about. Uh, we've had operators in the last couple Call of Duties, but the, there was no like... There was no, there's nothing to earn for them uh, unless you wanted to buy shit from the shop. But other than that, there was no in-game reward for playing with them. You, there was no backstory about them. Some people don't care about stuff like that, but for me, it kind of helps get me invested in like the story and in stuff like that. Um, but for this year, we we do have that. We have uh, if if you so there's like four there's like four or five different operator groups and. If you, each group that you complete, like a, when you max with their level, you get to like level twenty, you'll get uh, the gold camo for all for all three of those operators in that sort of division. And then if you get you complete all the groups of operators, then you'll get the the sort of like platinum operator skin. And I think they look pretty cool. But I mean, I'm expecting them to be outshined by other cosmetic stuff that ends up coming in the shop. But for now, at least, I think they're very they look very very good, and they definitely for me, at least, they, they definitely make me want to grind and play the game and try and complete them. Next, we have challenges. Uh, this isn't, like, I'm happy they're here, but this isn't something I should be really giving credit for because challenges should be in every Call of Duty. And what, what I mean by challenges is, like, calling card sets and stuff like that. Modern Warfare didn't have those, which is, I don't know why. It just didn't make any sense. Um, but, yeah, so... That's probably going to wrap up my positives list just to kind of skim through it one more time really, really quick. I got gunplay, I have combat pacing, and then I have content. So those are the three uh, standouts for me, the things that I, the, the the redeeming qualities that I could take from this game. So now we're going to move on to the negatives. Now this, now I, I kind of feel bad because the majority of this podcast is going to be really me. Just being brutally honest with how I feel about this game, and just it's mostly going to be a negative discussion. But I'm not just saying it to be just be negative. I want to see change in this game, and I want to see improvements because overall, I do enjoy this game at its core. I think it's a I think it's a, a decent game. It's a fun game. I do find myself wanting to play again. Uh, but these things that I'm going to discuss in terms of the negatives, these are really kind of Setting the game back and I honestly if they don't get fixed in the future Then I could really see myself like not playing this game because eventually this stuff is just going to become You know unbearable and fucking annoying to to play with so with that being said, let's dive right into the negatives First thing we have is spawns now, I definitely expect spawns to get changed because every call of duty almost every call of duty that launches Spawns are never great, and they always have to end up being improved. I don't know if that's a lack of playtesting on behalf of the devs. I'm not too sure, but spawns are horrendous in this game. They're really, really, really rough. Um, I, I know you can sort of offset that by using the forward intel perk, but even that perk I feel like could probably use a nerf because I don't think that that's a really overpowered perk to have. You're essentially seeing where enemies are spawning. I don't know about that one. Uh, so that's the first thing, spawns, uh, next we have perks, some of the perks just don't work in this game, that's, that's the next thing on the list of the negatives, uh, like I swear to god, sometimes my ghost doesn't work, because I, I know for ghosts to work, you have to be moving, and I'm not somebody that generally camps, unless I'm just fucking around with my friends and you know, chilling out, but for the most part, I don't camp in this game, so I'm, I'm constantly moving, and sometimes I'll just find like people will just it's almost like they just know that I'm coming, and it's like, and they'll have the spy plane up. But I know damn well I have ghost, uh, and, and fortify doesn't work, um, and yeah, a lot of the perks really just don't work in the game. It's it's not even like a, like subjective. Like it's if you watch exclusive Ace, he breaks it down in terms of the data and things like that. Uh, so perks not working. Next, uh, I want to talk about exploits. Uh, For those of you who don't know, there's a glitch right now that lets you get Atomic Camo, which is like the Dark Matter equivalent in this game. And so a lot of people have that. I mean, I actually told my buddy about it. It's funny. I told my friend about it, and he was able to do it. And then, I'll just be honest, I tried to do it as well, but I couldn't do it because apparently the glitch doesn't work on PS5. So that's pretty unfortunate for me. Um, so, you know, I, I show him, he gets, he gets to be able to do the glitch and gets all the camos, but then I can't even do it myself. So pretty ironic there. Um, so we have the atomic camo glitch. Then we have the out of map glitches and these, when, when I'm talking about glitches, it just pisses me off because these are things that the devs should have noticed through play testing i'm not i'm not one of these people that accuse devs of not play testing their game but like these are very obvious like if the community could figure this out within less than a week how could the devs have not figured this out working on this game for like a whole year plus it just doesn't make any sense to me so we have out of map glitches people are hopping out of the out of the maps like dome and stuff like that and you know, killing people and it's it's really fucking frustrating. I myself have run into this several times. So there we have exploits. Then we have footsteps are too quiet. Now, this is essentially the opposite problem of modern warfare. Modern warfare, the footsteps were way too loud. So that and there was no dead silence perk in that game. It was it was a field upgrade, but there was no perk. So if you try to move, you were essentially being penalized for that because you were gonna be essentially exposing yourself because you're going to be so loud and everybody would be able to hear you. That's another reason why that game heavily promoted camping. But this game is the complete opposite. Footsteps are too quiet. Now, I, some of you might think, oh, I mean, that's a good thing, right? That's not a good thing. You, A Call of Duty game should always strive for the middle in terms of audio, right? Like You, you want to be able to hear people like you, you do, but you don't want it to be way too obvious and and way too loud to the point where like you could hear them across the fucking map or like halfway across the map essentially and you certainly don't want them to be dead silent too now you want there to be a perk called dead silent or dead silence or in this case ninja for vanguard's sake but if footsteps are already virtually silent it's just like it gives you no reason to run ninja and they ended up adding ninja to this game like right before the launch when they were listing their sort of improvements they made after you know community feedback from the beta and i praise this game a lot and i was very optimistic going into this game i i was um because like i said 20 maps at launch you know they had a ninja it looked like they were listening and i'm not saying all hope is lost the game's only been up for a week uh but we all know the call of duty life cycle is very short as uh, you know as long as they keep that annual release and we want these changes to be made now and or at the very least sooner rather than later because eventually it's just going to be too late. People will just check out. And I'm saying this out of a place of love because I've been playing this game and I've been, you know, involved in this franchise. I mean, involved, I mean, like as a consumer, as a fan, I've been, I've been sticking with this franchise for a while and I've seen everything. I've seen all the problems and I've seen all the ups and the downs and the peaks and the valleys. So I know, you know, how the life cycle works. And if you don't if sludgehammer games doesn't fix these things sooner rather than later people will will just check out like like I mentioned so like I said footsteps just to kind of you know go back to what i was saying footsteps are essentially virtually silent um, and it's funny because they they said that that was an improvement they made from the beta because footsteps were actually very loud in the beta and then in this game they came in very very quiet so I think Sludgehammer Games just needs to try to find that middle ground, and then I think the community will be a lot more positive with that, and then it'll actually give people a reason to run the Ninja perk, because as of right now, there really is no reason. You might as well run Ghost or you know something else, uh, because like I said, you can't even really hear people to begin with. Next, we have Packet Burst. Uh, this is a huge one. This one fucking pisses me off. There are so many times when I'm in the middle of a game, and I know I have great connection. I'm usually running on like 40, 30 ping. Like I have great connection on pretty much every other game that I play. When I play on Vanguard, I get packet burst all the time. It crashes my game. It freezes my game. And I know I'm not the only one that has this concern. I've seen a lot of other, a lot of other content creators sharing this concern. Packet burst is a huge problem. Um, next, we have visibility. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I can, I literally can't see any, anyone sometimes, especially on maps that have like that, you know, sort of darker color palette to them. It, it can be very, very difficult. People blend in incredibly well in this game and I don't even think players are intending on doing that. It's just the the color choices of this game and, and the map visibility. Sometimes I literally feel like I'm just shooting Usernames and name tags. I, I'm not joking. I'm not speaking in hyperbole. It's incredibly annoying. Uh, so up next, we have weapon balance. Uh, or sorry, no. Up next, we have prestige mode. I don't know who at Sledgehammer thought that this format of the prestige mode was a good idea. A lot of people seem to think that it's broken and it's it's not their fault. I I don't believe that at all, I actually genuinely believe that this was completely intentional with the prestige mode, and for those of you who don't know how it is in this game, right now we are in Vanguard, it's the preseason, and right now there's only three prestiges, which first of all is not enough, uh, people have already reached that within this first week of the game's launch, but when you prestige, only you get to see your level during the prestige, and what do I mean by that? There's 55 levels for each prestige. But when you prestige, it just says level 1, meaning prestige 1. And it only it only shows that to other players in lobbies. Now, the only time you see your level during like let's say you're going from prestige 1 to prestige 2, you're only going to see your level for that prestige, like prestige 1 level 10, for example. You're only going to see that after a match. You're not going to see that any other time even if you go to the barracks. It just shows how much XP is required for you to reach the next Prestige, which is like 40,000 XP. So in my opinion, I think that's a very flawed uh, sort of format to Prestige, and I really do think that they should change that because that's, that's not gonna keep me engaged, and that's not gonna keep me invested. Not to mention the Prestige logos and icons look terrible. They all three pretty much look the same, I know they do have some slight differences in design, but they're all like gray and silver. And I understand, like, it's a World War II game, but let's not feel the need to be restricted by that. I mean, hell, we already have, you know, animated camos in this game. I, I don't think that we should try and keep ourselves limited in terms of how we should approach, you know, creativity and content in this game. So those are my thoughts on the prestige mode. Uh, moving on, we have weapon balance. Now, Weapon balance is an issue every year in Call of Duty. I'm not a fool to that. Like every year there's always, you know, guns, certain certain weapons that are that are always going to be better than others. That that's always going to exist in this franchise. But in this in this year's game, being Vanguard, I think it is the weight of this problem has probably been the heaviest that it has been in years. Right now, all I'm seeing in my kill feed every game is the STG 44 and in the MP40, and a little bit of the bar, but mostly, mostly those two first weapons uh, that I mentioned. And it's so bad. Like I, I watched this YouTuber named Blame Truth, and he made a video talking about how busted the MP40 is, and he showed a clip of him using it, and it literally was a two shot. It was a two shot to the body. That is, that's so fucked up because first of all, it's an SMG. It's okay if the gun can be powerful. Mind you, it was a two, this is a clip of him playing core and it was a two shot. And I think you can sort of do this class setup that he made with other weapons as well, like the STG. There is no reason why a weapon should be a two shot kill unless it's like a tactical rifle or a sniper rifle. If it's an AR or an SMG, there's no reason that it should be a two-shot kill. So that is already a huge red flag. The The weapon balance is, is terrible, and it really needs some fucking work right now. Now, that's going to wrap up my negatives, but we're not quite done the negatives, if that makes any sense. I'm going to move on to a section that I call inexcusable. I'm going to talk about the zombies mode. Now, I have a lot to say about this. I'm just going to be honest. The zombies mode right now is a fucking mess. It is the worst Zombies mode I think I've ever played out of the entire franchise. And I've played Advanced Warfare Zombies. In fact, this Zombies map is so bad, it actually makes me nostalgic to go play Advanced Warfare Zombies. And I didn't think I'd ever feel like that in my entire life. In fact, I had more fun playing Modern Warfare 3 Survival mode, the Chaos mode or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I had more fun playing that than playing this. There's no redeeming qualities whatsoever. The only good thing I could say about this game is probably the aesthetic and the art design. I think that shows a little bit potential as to what as to what can come for Vanguard Zombies. Like I like the red sort of, you know, vibe going on in the map. That's really all I can say. Uh, I mean, first of all, let's just get into the map itself. It's literally reused assets. We are literally—it's literally playing on Hotel Royale and Red Star, and that other—I uh, think—Bocage, uh, Bocage. Bocage? I, I can't pronounce. It's those three maps. And then, do not come at me with Shinonuma. I don't care what the fuck you say. Shinonuma is not a justifiable uh, response to that complaint of it's just reused assets. Shinonuma has been a is is a Call of Duty Zombies map that has literally existed in the franchise for over a decade. That is not a justifiable excuse. Say, oh, it's it's not you know it's not all reused assets. Where you know where we also have Shinonuma and it, that that's no. Shinonuma has been around for like I said over over ten years. So yeah, it, it's literally just multiplayer maps with zombies. Uh, you know. First of all, it's it's not there. There is no round based map. Like if we had a round based map, and then we also had this, I wouldn't be complaining as much because this would sort of just be like a little, you know, off brand whatever. It, it it's kind of like let me put it this way: imagine a Vanguard launched, and the multiplayer was only Champion Hill, and there was no you know domination. Nothing. That's essentially how I feel with zombies right now. They removed. The core foundational structure that has made zombies so infamously loved across over a decade. They, they took that and they removed it. They took the DNA of what made this game mode and what has partially made this franchise so, you know, beloved over these years. And I don't know why they're trying to reinvent the wheel. Um... I, I I just don't I think like, I I look at this and I can't even really think of anything good aside from like the, like I said the art style that's really the only good thing I could say about the zombies map. Um, there it, there's no reason to play it. Like you could go for the the challenges and the camos, but I mean the camos. I mean the grind for uh, dark dark aether is 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 going to be even more of a grind this year because last year I think. It was like, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was, you had to get like 2,500 critical kills. And I think in this game, it's like 4,500. So, it's literally doubled. Um, and not to mention, the zombies move incredibly slow in this game. It's not even hard. There's no there's no challenge when you're playing this either. At least if there, if there was like a challenge, you know, there was something you could do to sort of, you know, keep yourself engaged. There's nothing. It's literally just you shooting zombies. It, it literally feels like something fans made and threw together. Like it feels like a mod, almost. And I'm sure, actually, to be honest, I'm sure there's probably modders on Black Ops 3 zombies that have probably made better maps than this. I, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude here, I'm just being completely honest. Like this map is fucking terrible. And it really, really, really needs, uh, the, the whole mode really needs sort of like an upside down shift, to be quite honest. Um, I mean, let's just continue down the list here. Uh, pacing is incredibly slow like i just mentioned um, pack a punch is extremely underwhelming you know there's not even a pack a punch camo you pretty much throw your gun in there you bring it out and boom it's it's the same thing i mean some of the guns even some of the guns don't even have the little pack a punch sound that you hear when you're when the gun's shooting so you don't even know if the gun's actually you know dealing any actual uh damage you know a- extra damage rather uh i mean let's just continue going on here uh yeah, like I said, overall Um I think this mode should have either been canned, like it shouldn't have even have been released, or it should have been delayed. But I know neither of those things would happen because Activision just seems to have too much you know, pride and, and, and they'll 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 never delay a game because I just I I don't know if that's how they feel, but I'm just from the outside looking in. That's just sort of my impression. Um, yeah, this mode definitely needs some love. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna completely blame it on the devs because I understand that they are constraints to Activision's you know yearly schedule. Like they're always making a game. Not to mention this whole game Vanguard. You know the development cycle has probably been terrible because for those of you who keep up with this franchise, Cold War was supposed to be Sledgehammer Games' this year to make their next title, and they were going to make a sort of Cold, you know, sort of like Vietnam Cold War era game. But apparently, the game was in shambles, and you know them and Raven Software couldn't sort of work together on this project. So then Treyarch had to take over. So that was only like two years ago when when that happened, and then Cold War came out. Cold War dropped and didn't really have a great launch either. Uh, it's in a much better place now, but you know it took a while to get there. And I sort of feel the same about this game. I feel like this game is not complete, really whatsoever. There is a lot of work that needs to be done, and I'm overall I'm I'm kind of disappointed. Not like I'm very disappointed in the zombies, but I'm overall kind of just disappointed in the game right now. And I know. Th- a lot of these issues I'm going to talk about will be fixed but it's um it's not looking good right now to uh to to be quite honest with you um but yeah zombies zombies needs a fucking overhaul it it it, it really does and even the zombie youtubers like the main guys um you know I'm not going to say their names but I'm sure you all could probably think of who I'm referring to even like most of them even they don't even really like this game like I I, I've seen a couple like try and almost like convince themselves that they they enjoy I don't know if they're trying to just maintain relationships with you know developers and continue getting invites to these capture events I don't know what what that is but I, I I really am seeing people struggle to find enjoyment in playing the zombies mode so move on moving on so that's that's for the inexcusable section uh, moving on, I'm going to discuss the things that need to change immediately. Uh, first of all, spawns. I, I expect spawns to to get fixed relatively quickly. Uh, weapon balance, huge one. Uh, we've already talked about that, STG, and the, um, the MP40. Now, what they can do with the weapon balance is they can either make the other guns, the other weapons in the game, they can either make them... They can give them buffs and make them a lot more lethal, and sort of make the make it an even playing field. I mean, regardless, you want it to be, an, you want to strive for an even playing field, regardless, right? For when it comes to weapon balance and stuff like that, or they can heavily nerf the STG and the MP40 and just you know call it a day. Uh, next, we have exploits. Now, these definitely need to be fixed because as somebody, I, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm not going for atomic camo anymore because when I see everybody else running around and they all have it, it sort of just kind of takes the prestige out of it. It's like, well, why should I even get it now? Like everybody has already got it. You know, the cat's already the, the cat is sort of out of the bag, if you will. Um But with that being said, though, and, espe- and I especially with the atomic camel glitch. I don't think people that did this glitch and got themselves this camel. I do not think they should be punished whatsoever because, like I said, it is not their fault that they that these exploits and these sort of broken pieces of the game are available for the players. That is one thousand percent the developers' fault. I, I put that solely on them. They should have found this and they should have noticed this before releasing this uh, before releasing this game. Like there there's no excuse. And if they ban or even reset everybody's classes, like that is fucking ridiculous because you can't blame players. It's it's not like they're hacking. Like if they're hacking or they are, you know, modding the game in some way, you know, sure, obviously that is, you know, that that's cause for a ban. But if they're just taking advantage of an exploit that exists in the game that they didn't create, that is 1,000% on the developers. And I do not think players that did take advantage of that Atomic Camel glitch should be punished in any way, shape, or form. Um, so that's how I feel about the exploits. And then obviously, I mentioned earlier, the out-of-the-map glitches. Those definitely need to be fixed. Uh, next, I have Prestige Mode. Um yeah, prestige mode definitely needs an overhaul, and I don't expect the prestige mode to be fixed until season one because then it'll be the official first season. Because right now we're in the preseason, which I think is, is fucking stupid. Uh, we're in the preseason, so I do not expect the prestige mode to be fixed. Like I said, until season one, when like you know multiple prestiges pass, just three will be available for the community to earn. So overall, those are kind of like my thoughts. Uh, you know, I've sort of glossed over everything and you know I kinda I I just talked about it, but let's talk about the seasons a little bit and the seasons in the prestige mode more specifically, I understand their new formula in terms of your level resets every season, but your prestige that you earn stays there. But with the whole level reset I get it. They're 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 aiming for player retention and player replayability, but it's just like a slap in the fucking face, especially especially for Cold War players as well. They grinded that game all year, and yes, their prestiges that they've earned are still going to be visible, but their levels are going to reset. You know what I mean? So for all the, and it's not just for Cold War. It's just for the seasons in general. If you play a season and you get to like level three hundred. And you get to Prestige Master and, and yada yada, and then this the next season comes around, you're back to you're back to square one. It's just like, why did I even play? You know what I'm saying? And that is a really big problem. And I I mean, that I don't expect to be fixed anytime soon. I think that's going to be the you know the status quo moving forward for you know future Call of Duty titles. Now I want to transition to Modern Warfare Two, and I mean Roman numeral two. And I know you're probably thinking, what are you talking about? For those of you who don't keep up with the Call of Duty franchise, you know, in depth, it's already been rumored. It's basically confirmed. I mean, I'm going to, I'd put my money on it. The next Call of Duty game is going to be a sequel to Modern Warfare 2019. And... We're all under the assumption in through the leaks and the rumors through you know many of the outlets and the trades they've all uh, the the uh, the media trades and outlets and stuff like that they've all reported that this game is going to be titled Modern Warfare uh, Roman Numeral Two, um, and I don't have a problem with that. I think there is v- very great potential for that game, and I do believe that that game is going to have a much better launch than this game. Because I personally believe that during Modern Warfare's life cycle, Infinity Ward always knew their next game was going to be this sequel to this game. I mean, obviously due to that game's success. So there was never any confusion. Whereas if you look at Sludgehammer, literally two years ago, they were working on a completely different game that got scrapped. And then they, they had to sort of Change their focus on you know what do we do now and then inevitably they came up with this game so this game didn't get a full three year long or a three year cycle and I'm referring to Vanguard whereas by the time Modern Warfare 2 comes out like the you know the next Modern Warfare 2 uh, to sort of limit confusion um, that game would have had a full three year development cycle and there I mean there's there's gonna be problems with the game at launch I assume Uh, but I do believe that game will launch with a with a lot more stability and less bugs than than Vanguard did. Now I could be wrong. That remains to be seen. I mean, I some people are probably wondering why why am I even talking about the next game when Vanguard just came out. And I, I that's a fair point. I just figured it'd be good conversation because you know, we're also going to dive into the, you know, the next big rumor about this game is apparently there is going to be a new Warzone map for that game. And that's kind of surprising because, you know, Activision's been sort of hyping up the, the new Warzone map for this year. Uh, I think it's called the Pacific, which is sort of uh, Vanguard's, you know, sort of um, Warzone map. And that, that actually makes a lot of sense because I was thinking about this the other day. And, you know, we've had Verdansk for about, for about like three years now, two years. And I was like, with this new Warzone map being like a World War II-themed map, how long is that going to stick around? Because when the next game comes out, the next Modern Warfare game comes out, how is that going to look? You know what I'm saying? Like there's going to be World War II-themed areas around you, but then you're going to be running around with like modern weapons and in, in technology and stuff like that. I don't... That didn't make any sense to me, but now we're he- we're hearing rumors from, and, and when I say rumors, these are coming from like the whales. These are coming from the big boys, the guys that pretty much have never gotten anything right or anything wrong with their, uh, you know, with with their leaks and their sources and stuff like that. So I trust them. It's pretty much confirmed at this point, uh, and really, Le- Call of Duty leaks every year never usually end up being wrong. When we hear a leak, it usually ends up being true. Uh, so, I'm definitely going to give those people the benefit of the doubt. Um, but, like I said, those questions and those concerns and those, you know, c- that confusion I had, it makes sense because now we're hearing that Modern Warfare 2 is going to launch alongside with a new Warzone map. And apparently, uh, places like Favela are rumored to be a part of it, which that is actually really exciting. And I think that would make for a great little section and area of. Uh, a war zone map but then it also that also makes me think of something else and i think this is going to start to become a new thing moving forward in the franchise i think every call of duty game is not only going to launch with a new multiplayer but i think it's also going to launch with a new war zone map it's not going to be like one map anymore like verdansk i think that formula is going to be scrapped out the window and i think that's sort of a good idea because it sort of adds um it sort of makes things fresh, adds some new varieties, some new takes, right? It's it's, it's basically like when a new Call of Duty comes out. Now you're going to have a new Warzone map. It's essentially two games in one coming out every year. So that is pretty exciting as well. Um, and yeah, I think that's going to pretty much wrap up today's episode. Uh, it's it's going to be, you know, kind of a short one. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's Going to conclude my thoughts on Vanguard. I, I am, overall, if I can say this, I'm optimistic about this game because through all of these issues and concerns that I've you know voiced, I do think this game has potential. And I'm referring to multiplayer. Zombies needs... It's going it, to... Zombies has a long way, uh, <laughs> to say the least. But if I'm just strictly looking at the multiplayer, I think there's potential and i i think if these issues can be resolved i think we will have a solid year of call of duty on our hands i truly do believe that because i do think that the game at its core is fun and at the end of the day that's all you want with a video game right especially for somebody like if you're just somebody you know Kind of like me, I have a lot of priorities in my life, and I, I I just like to go on at the end of the day when I'm you know when all those priorities are taken care of, and I just like to have a fun experience, right? If you're if you're somebody like that, then you want to have these issues resolved, and if these issues can be resolved, I think we will have a fun year of Call of Duty. But if those issues don't get resolved, I think the game will die very quickly and when i say die i mean i think the fan base will withdraw from 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 playing the game very quickly they'll go back to games like cold war modern warfare hell even black ops 4 like or they'll just leave altogether and go play some other title um so i do think it's pivotal that sledgehammer games takes a you know a, a good good long look in the mirror and sort of ask themselves like, how can we improve this game? And, uh, and yeah, so that is pretty much going to wrap up today's episode. Uh, I don't really, th- I think I, I think I hit everything on the nail pretty much. You know, if I missed anything, I, I definitely want to know your thoughts as well for those of you listening. Um, and if you made it this far in the podcast, I just want to thank you again for sticking around and listening and, you know, hearing me ramble on and, you know, share my thoughts and my feedback. And if you disagree, or if you agree, you know, let me know. Well, uh, let's have a conversation in the comment section. And, uh, and as always, guys, you know, I will, uh, I'll see you next week and thank you for listening and watching. Make sure you share, like, and subscribe. And yeah, I will see you on episode 11.